No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> and one. Hello, Saboten. This is Con Air Radio again. Back at you. We are on day uh, three. three. Day three, three. of Saboten Con. We are nearing the end of the con for the day. And we have the amazing chance to interview one of the incredible voice actresses here. Ladies and gentlemen, please give up for Stephanie. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's Stephanie Nadalny, voice of OG Kid Goku. <laughs> it's Kai. And Gohan, daughter of my daddy. <laughs> That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, no, just hearing, hearing that in person is a whole new level. That oh, and other background voices, but those are the ones that people might know me most from. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. Somewhere I still have my original Gohan plushie that my brother made for me when he was, like, six. It's, it's somewhere in my storage unit, and, like, that thing will go with me until I'm in an old nursing home. Yes. Oh, well, wonderful. That's whatever you grow up on, and it becomes kind of, you know, your mm-hmm. the voices of your childhood. And, so, uh, I, I'm curious, how mm-hmm. did you get your start in voiceover? You know, I got my start by being in another industry, uh, b- being a singer, a professional singer in show bands, um, clubs, festivals, weddings, parties, everything from 50s to the 90s. Um, I sang a, a, in a band that I started at the age of 19. I was in uh, college, and I had already been in my own band that we started, and it's kind of a fraternity they, they, they said, we need a girl singer. I'm like, let me be the girl singer. Like, what do you think? What do you think? But I've been doing musical theater, you know, pretty much since childhood. And I, I really knew from a young age I wanted to be in show business, but particularly singing and using my voice. And I did mimicking and fun voices, you know, as a kid for fun, you know, cartoon voices. And I met the producer of uh, Dragon Ball Z. who He was recording the voices in Canada. I actually met him through working with another show band called Brave Combo out of Denton, Texas. It's a, a Grammy Award-winning polka band. And I was working with them doing um, singing on albums and original music. And we were working on an album. That's when I met Barry Watson. He's like, hey, you got a cool animated voice. I was like, thank you. I do fun voices all the time. And he gave me his card, and I gave him his. He remembered me. About a year later, he called me in for the audition. And I was like, oh, okay, let's do this. That is so cool. And I have to say, I appreciate the musical theater kid, because I, too, was a musical theater kid in high school and college. That makes me very happy. Yes. Uh, Anything showbiz, singing, dancing, acting, triple threat, whatever you want to call it, I was all about it. So getting on stage and performing live and then, you know, recording in the studio was kind of my first love. And then the voice acting kind of became an extension. But anything and everything I do absolutely involves the voice. So you've voiced a lot of characters over the years. Your voice has been in so many places. It is so recognizable. Is there a role that you think stands out the most as, like, the one that makes you think, this is it, this is how I know I have made it? Like, that one oh. moment where you're like, this is why I do what I do. Oh, I guess, you know, early in early in my days of voice acting for anime, um, the cool thing about being there when the kind of the company was tiny, Funimation was just a little baby company. We had one director, one studio, one booth. And a lot of us that were brought in, that were cast in some of the primary characters, we were able to voice some of the other ones if we still had time left in our in our session. Like if we're booked for an hour, or booked for two hours or whatever. So we were able to, you know, 
step inside our head and come up with like, I remember I played a German English teacher. Well, you know, <laughs> please open your textbooks to the page 24. <laughs> and then I did East Kai and then Icosa's mom. And then I was Angela Gohan's first date. And, uh, you know, women screaming, babies crying. I mean, whatever, you know, baby trunks, ah, you know. <laughs> so I had more fun doing the multiple voices and really challenging myself to sound completely different because that's one thing Funimation did is, Nobody really sounded the same. Now, Go Kid Goku and Kid Gohan sound very similar because they are related. Mm -hmm. And it is the same voice actor. So, I mean, there um, is that. Thankfully, that was good. But um, I think the after I did Gohan and Into the Cell Saga and then was casting as Goku in Dragon Ball, that's when I kind of felt like it, this was a really big deal, being that it was such a big, outrageously fame, uh, popular show on Cartoon Network, and it just had a lot of exposure. So I think that when I went overseas and saw Dragon Ball Z stuff, in other countries, I kind of that's when I kind of thought, okay, this is a really big deal. Being a guest at Comic Con, starting to really kind of see the impact and the exposure that the show had. Yeah. I think so. Probably the when I got cast as Goku in Dragon Ball. An anime itself so. just exploded over the last. Yes, couple of years, it's bigger so. than ever now. Yeah, um, back when we thought it was just, you know, oh, it's weird cartoons from overseas. Now it has its own genre and everything. Yes, you know, the cosplay. Even, yeah. even Netflix is starting to create their own anime and everything. Like, it's it's gotten huge. I remember when being an anime nerd was weird. Like, you know, you had to hide it under your pillow because your friends found out. It was like, you know, oh, we're going to bully him next week. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I, I was bullied for, not in anime, but for, for being a, a kind of a musical theater geek. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, being the new kid, you know, in small towns, that was really hard. So... I have a big heart for the bullying. Like the anti-bullying thing is huge for me. I'm, I have I take a big stance on that. They're doing a panel later on tonight, similar to. Yeah. Oh, about so. anti-bullying. I saw uh, that. Yes. Myself and uh, Corgi Cosplay, we're gonna be doing a talk on, um, like you know, handling health problems, bullying, stuff like that. Just kind of like Con Etiquette 101, how to take care of yourself, how to stop bullying, that kind of stuff. Right, and then just really opening your mind and being accepting of people yeah. uh, we're all we're all fighting our own battles and it's just uh, life's hard enough the world especially is growing up in you know middle school and high school and those those ages where it really just gets even even harder you know you're dealing with puberty and you're dealing with mm -hmm. um people kind of not you know being immature we're, we're all immature kids at, at, and then we have to learn how to grow up i mean it'd be easier if we yep. could just you know have a martial arts match and suddenly we're best friends it'd be so much easier if that was the case but right right like but that's not real life <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear i've seen a movie about that that sounds I mean, like a movie literally every dragon ball movie ever at this <laughs> right let's, let's do a world martial arts tournament yeah. we'll all be friends yeah <laughs> if we could all just be more like goku it'd, it'd be, great. be great you know just just completely oblivious to everything else and she's like nope all that matters is food friends and family there and, you sleep. Go. and sleep yeah, sleep uh, definitely. sleep not so much but <laughs> i'm a drag queen i don't dream <laughs> right we don't sleep we'll sleep when nope. we're dead i'm about in, four in hours a night that's right about it. i think i'm about four hours since friday so well i i was an insomniac for over a decade and um i tried everything and i think that if, if I get, like you said, two, three, four hours of sleep, it's like, I win. Yep. I have beaten the insomnia this day. I used, yeah, to, I used to play a game on called Dark Ages of Camelot. And yeah. people were saying, oh, you play this? And I said, oh, yeah, I do about 10, 12 hours a day. And they're like, seriously, you play it 10, hours, or 10 to 12 hours a day? I said, yeah, on three accounts. <laughs> oh, wow. So I would yeah. have my main account here, a second computer here, and then alt-tab and third, a third well, account. Well, there's... That's the, the joy of being ADD, ADHD, whatever, you know, <laughs> oh, being yeah. distracted. And I think that's a lot of insomniacs have that in common. We can't clo uh, slow our brains down. Mm -hmm. we, we're, yeah. we're constantly kind of going whether we want to or not. It's hard to rest. My, to really my rest wife our minds. yells at me all the time. She goes, why don't you just go back to bed? I says, 
As soon as I'm awake, my eyes are open, my mind starts kicking in, and all of a sudden I'm either, I got to go feed a dinosaur in a game, or I've got podcasting stuff I got to figure out, or I've got this, or I'm going to be leaving soon for work or whatever, but there's, there's like half a dozen things that are going through my mind at I'm any I'm kind of the time. same way. Once I'm up, I'm kind of up. It's like, let's hit the, let's hit the pavement and get this day going. It, that's try, why again, try again the next night. That's why it's been a little weird because we're sharing a room with my co-host. And uh, uh, I, normally I get up in the morning, I flip open the computer, and I'm working on it because she can yeah. sleep through. My wife can sleep through almost wow. anything. That's, but, that's, they don't know how nice they have it. <laughs> and I'm just sitting <laughs> there working on things, like. editing right. things. But with Nicole, I'm kind of on tippy toes, so I, ha- you know, I can't flip open the computer. I'm yeah. Like, Everyone has do? a different <laughs> sleep pattern, and everybody yeah. has different, like, light sleepers and heavy sleepers it, and people that snore. It absolutely crazy because, like, yeah. I'll wake up 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I just start cleaning. So yeah. she'll get up at, like, you know, 8 or 9 in the morning, and she'll look around and going, what, Why? 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 But that Why? might be therapeutic for you. That might be it's, how you get it's through. It's not. It's I, I have a form of ADHD that means that I cannot sit still, period. Like, yeah. if I don't have a fidget spinner or something like that, or something if I'm not to do. doing something, yeah. it's just, it's, it's I'm not awful. good just sitting either. I, I work at it. I also have that fun joy of having bad joints at 31. So it's like, I can either clean until I collapse, or I can sit here and pretend to be, be like, you know, functioning and not go crazy sitting still. And we covered I see the, what you mean. And we covered that on a panel last night. Oh, yeah. I bet. We ran a panel last night called I'm too old for this. It was great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'd sit right in. <laughs> yeah, we were all like, it's like, okay. We were all sharing the Here, got my the, knee brace the, on. The clicking knees and the, oh, the creaking backs and the Trying to bend over to put your sock on. Yep. And like, Sitting oh, now I have to hey, stand kids, up. stop running in the halls. How dare you get off my lawn? Get off my lawn. <laughs> I've, switched, I've switched to the Skechers slip-on so I don't have oh, to bend over to do genius. like. Those I are awesome. I've seen the commercials. I'm already a Skechers like, queen already. But, but the fact that you don't even have to bend over to put them on is oh like God, that's genius. Oh God, they're so See, good. I never thought I would ever wear a pair of Crocs, but I have now discovered they are the best they shoes. They are. To I always like you know. Oh, you wear Crocs. I'm not there yet. Now I'm just like, nope. Give me my Crocs. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Yes, they are very com- more more comfortable than you'd ever really. Oh, think. absolutely. And they've become a fashion statement. You know, make it. It's like me with glasses. I've got my readers. So I'll just do some rainbow cr- readers. You know, I love the different color. If we're gonna have to wear them to see small print, then let's make them. Let's oh, yeah. make them a fashion accessory. See, I think for you guys, it, you know, it should be, uh, they have these, the new ones that are magnetic to where oh, you can oh, change the new face place. They click on. Yes, yeah, you they can just switch click them. Onto them. And you've got your glasses. You can leave them on all the time and then make them match your outfit. New that's outfit, great. new colors. Yeah, I can say so you can that's, have I'm them saving look. up for that. That's my next purchase. <laughs> they're not that expensive, too. That's they the best are part not, is they're yeah. pretty affordable. Right, right. And that way you never have to worry about going, you know, oh, well, my hair color doesn't match my glasses today. Right, right. So... I, I have a personal question because I, I grew up in a very, very unfortunate household. I grew up watching a lot of Dragon Ball, stuff like that, so just kind of escape from it all. Um, I love asking actors this. Is there, like, a story you were told or, like, a moment you were at a con that just kind of stuck with you and just really made you feel warm inside about the work that you do? Oh, I've heard so many. It's hard to, to think about one in particular, um, but I think because I was going through my own struggles um, around 2015 through about 2018, I was dealing with all kinds of issues with, you know, the, my, my mom died in 99 and all these trying to have a family and then my body wouldn't allow me to have babies and I always wanted to have a family. And so I had to go through a lot of uh, personal traumas. And so getting back in the con life, the con, that's funny, con, con air, yep. con, <laughs> and getting back into the cons is what kind of brought me out of my own personal d- darkness. And so meeting the fans and when they tell me face to face about how Dragon Ball Z or, or Gohan in the Cell Saga or whatever it is, 
um, that I contributed to with my voice that brought them through their hard times. And so that's where I can come face to face with my fans and really get that feedback that means more to me than, than they realize. And so when I see them struggling, like you said, you had to have an escape. Well, it, it's a healthy escape. You know, maybe sometimes you're coming from a broken home or there's domestic abuse or your mom is, you know, in prison or it could be any kind of hardship. And, and I went through a lot of personal hardships in my childhood. And, I understand what that's like and, and having an escape. And mine was disco music, Donna Summer, and you know, singing Love along to the radio. Or, oh my gosh. And I'm so, an 80s guy, so yeah, headbagging, head hairbands. 70s, oh, 80s, hair bands. some of the 90s. <laughs> so that's been the most touching for me. And then I, I remember meeting a, a fan that came to my table and I could tell that they were going through a lot. Personally, they were maybe 12 or 13 and they're their stepfather was there kind of putting him down, like, why do you want to spend money on this? And it broke my heart. And so I was, I found out who he was and left him a signed print um, at the end of that. It was a small comic shop in Texas and I mm. left it and they were able to get it to that boy. It turned out that, that his mom was in the hospital and they were going through a lot as a family, but I just really felt bad because I felt like the, the, the father figure was kind of bullying him a bit. And I had that in my own childhood with my stepdad. So. Um, that moment stands out because I felt like I, I had to do something just to kind of brighten that kid's day well, and it, kind of help him the out. The amazing thing about that is that you know that that kid's going to cherish that moment too, knowing that you, you noticed him and you noticed him in that moment. I could just see something. You. I sensed some empath, so I could sense something was up with him. And I, yeah, and I, I felt like I had to do something. And so I talked to the comic book lady, the comic book lady that owned the store, and said, Do you know who that kid was? And is there any way we can get something? Um, and then recently I met a kid that was going through leukemia and I didn't know he was going through leukemia. He had, he had beat it and all well, that's the, the cancer that got my mother right. at a young age. She was 51. And so, you know, I grabbed him and did a, you know, free picture with them and like, just gave him a lot of extra love. And then, but then I found out right after that he had been fighting leukemia and I felt like something had tugged at me that I couldn't, it's a very magical moment. Um, and it just really brightened his day and his family was, you know, really excited to be there. And it was just something to distract him in a positive way to get him through hard Correct. times. That is amazing. Like, I love hearing those stories because, like, it's one thing to be like, you know, oh, you're my favorite character in this series and I love your work that you do. But right. hearing these stories where you, where you remember these moments with these fans of yours who are just like, you know, hey, yeah. I thought about, you know, unfortunately, like, ending it one time, but I heard this one line your character said in your voice and everything, and it just it rang out with me and it kept me fighting. Or, yeah. you know, I'm going through cancer and it helped me with this, this, and this. Like, Hearing those stories from the voice actors, mm -hmm. honestly, is one of the reasons I love doing this is because yeah. I love hearing those stories myself because I, too, am an empath I'm, and I'm a professional cosplayer. So, like, when I have yeah. my booth, all people come to me and go, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a trans man as well and I've never felt comfortable cosplaying, but I saw you do this one cosplay I wanted to do and now I want to give it a shot. It's like, okay, please, here's patterns. Yes. Here's my, here's my, you can my help Instagram. Them. Message me. I will help you out. I do tutorials, all this other stuff. And right. Like, it's, it's so neat being able to, to hear those different stories because that tells you why we do what we do. Right, and one kind word or one, one just simple action of, of kindness can bring somebody out of something extremely dark that you may not know anything about. Correct. A smile and, can change the world. Right, and, and, it's not, and we, none of us can escape that. We all, we're humans, and we struggle, and there's going to be human suffering of some one, kind. But that's how we learn our lessons. One of my concerns is that what a lot of people don't voice out what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a woman who I, I knew, basically, we chatted uh, quite often. And, and uh, we were talking one weekend, and I turned around and said, well, I'll see you tomorrow at this event that was going on. And um, 
evidently I was one of the last persons to talk to her before she committed suicide. Wow. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, she was a, a very bubbly blonde. She sings, she acted, she was in podcasting um, like myself. And uh, You had no idea. No. And None she, of us. You yeah. know, no one says anything. And they don't like to talk about this. But I think that's the one thing that really we're missing is the only way we can stop it is to know that there's a problem in the first place. And to open your arms to, to them, to, to get them the help they need to talk to somebody. I mean, I, would, I, mean, I, I don't know the, what she's going through, but at the same time, I could be there for her, bounce right. questions, have help, get a hug. Right. Anything that's absolutely necessary to take that feeling away. Why would you yeah. want to end your life when you have so many things that are going well for right. you? Well, that's, that's like Jason David Frank. With, um, right. He uh, committed suicide, I think, last year right. at, at 49. And he, he seemed, you know, you think somebody's on top of the world or where, you know, they're in this industry and all these fans. And, I mean, or look at Robin Williams. I mean, there's, there's anxiety and depression and conditions and um, mental you know problems with that you may know nothing about and that's why 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 be mean to people i mean right. why what's the point like there's no need for all this ugliness and hostility in the world right it's just everybody's having a hard enough time as it is it's not that hard to be like hey need a hand right right it'll 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 reward you just by warming somebody else's heart in some way or smiling at them or exactly now yeah. we just need to get everyone together on the same project instead of yeah. divided instead of there's there's a lot of people who have the right intentions but their methods are still questionable yeah let's, let's get rid of the people that say buck up yeah <laughs> that, shut that's up. not how this works <laughs> yeah yeah and there's a huge stigma especially with like you know the generation that's becoming you know the responsible adults now you know the air quotes there because i don't consider myself a responsible adult i'm a child with a drinking permit um, right <laughs> yeah like a lot of us were raised with the you don't talk about your problems you don't you yeah know, you don't burden people with your issues society you, has you us bottle thinking. it up and I've you got bury it, it. You i've got it. it yeah i got it i can handle it yeah like it's taken years and years of therapy for myself to get past that because like i said i grew up in a very rough household my mother was one of those who was like you know oh you have a problem well i'll give you a reason to cry right right and like it you was, just don't know what they're going through you don't, and they think they're they're doing a good job at parenting i can't imagine yeah, because you know if your kid's afraid of you you're doing it right right and well, that's just not okay yeah so like i i know personally at these cons i've i've unintentionally adopted the dad role of like oh you look like you're upset do you need to talk here let's go to the corner here it's nice right. and quiet do you need some water do you need a snack well and that's what's so lovely about these anime cons in particular like the pop culture ones are good too but like the anime ones it, that i because i've been to more of those than anything right there's there's like a sense of like belonging and connection <laughs> a lot of misfits here well, I, it goes across all yeah, the cons. I mean, I, one thing I've always said is that going to a convention is like one big happy family or like a family reunion because there's everyone's... There's just a level of acceptance that I, I haven't personally found just out on the streets mm -hmm. of life. Um, at an anime con, I feel like a lot of, there's just a lot of love and support and happiness and smiles and people feeling uh, accepted. Like dressing up as their favorite character, or whatever, whatever it is they want to do, and taking pictures with their, you know, their friends, or they don't even have to know each other. I just right. feel like there's something that, something for everyone, really. It's just the one place that everything, everyone has everything in common. To just really be yourself and and feel like you you're fine being yourself. You, know, you can be comfortable mm -hmm. just being who you are, whatever that is. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, definitely enjoyable, and we love coming to these yes. events, and we love meeting people it's like yourself. That's <laughs> my word. It's definitely. I'm the same way, and uh, it's been it's been a great event. Um, it, Phoenix, Arizona, right here in the heart of downtown at the Sheridan. It's just been a great weekend, and we're not done. We've got tomorrow. We've got Labor Day, so. Yep. Yep. One more day to blast it out and have another and then back another to night work. and another, oh, day. another day of 400 miles and 5,000 steps. <laughs> right, right. One little baby step. I got 7,000 oh, yeah. in yesterday. Oh, you yesterday. got 7,000 today? That's was, impressive. No, that was yesterday. Oh, I don't oh, know what. Oh, that's Haven't great. watched it um, into today. Between the Maid Cafe and just hustling back and forth, I've done almost 50,000 steps today. That's crazy. Good I'm for al- you. I'm also part of the, the Sugar Pink Maid Cafe. We also do a lot of charity work. We're actually raising money to help out uh, the victims of the Hawaii tragedy right now. Oh, that's wonderful. And um, I'm part of the dance team, which means I'm doing, I'm serving food, I'm yep. running people to tables. I'm dancing and I'm oh. clearing tables. I'm basically a, a singing, dancing host. <laughs> it's perfect for you it to is. stay busy and, tr- and distracted. I don't I know d- about you. Sometimes we're best when we're busy. Focus. Oh, absolutely. Uh, COVID was a nightmare for a lot of people for that reason. I learned how to knit. I learned how Cook. to cross-stitch. <laughs> um, I actually used to be a professional chef before my knees got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. Um, oh. I worked as a professional chef for like three years. Yeah. Um, but like I, I picked up all kinds of crafts. I have about 30 bins of crafts in storage. My wife says I'll never get to it. I'm show her one of these days maybe. Right. Uh, we all had to navigate through that and it wasn't easy and it was harder for some than others, especially people mm-hmm. that are very people people people. I'm used to performing on stage. I'm used to doing oh, these yeah. things like this. I mean, I'm a drag queen. I understand. I need oh, people. You have I'm like to a fairy. You know, it. you have to clap to get me to, to come up. <laughs> yes, it's infectious. And and introverts probably didn't suffer near as much. I mean, we all suffered, but yeah, like even the introverts need to go out after a bit, though. It's yeah. time to like go to the grocery store. It's I gotta like see that another cat human that being. Doesn't like people, but occasionally it's like, okay, fine. Now you can pet me. I used to like right. walking around my block, even just I don't even I had care to get if outside. I, yeah. I didn't. I don't even care I, if I, I ran walked, into somebody. Just go. I gotta go. I, I walked to the comic shop down the road for me, and then I walked to the Asian market because they were the only ones who were still open at the time. And I was just like, yeah. ah, yep, it's me again. Time for my laps. Yes, yes. But, we um, all found a way to get through it. And I'm so glad that the, the, the worst of it's over. Yeah. And, and these Comic Cons are coming back stronger than ever, if you guys have noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're they're every weekend and, and all, all over the, the USA, all over the countries. We've been talking about how many of them are going on right now. I mean, yes. Dragon Con. There's We're like here. five there's going Tucson. on right now. There's Sack Anime. There's right? Tucson. There's yep. Tucson Comic Con. There's Dragon Con. There's one up in, I want to say, Washington, I think. Yes. Uh, Somewhere up I north. I think that there's yeah. something Yeah, because I know... Matt Mercer's at one right now that's up in the northern area. I'm wanting mm-hmm. to meet him for years, but I know it's probably not going to happen for a while. Plus, <laughs> there's also comic book uh, events and little oh, smaller yeah, ones the where they bring out. Happening, right, like, the um, Funko Pop Here in Arizona, pop-ups. we have the Toy Temple pop-ups all the time. Right. Actually, I saw so something just, on that one just yesterday. Sometimes it's hard to choose which one you want to go to or which one you want to. I'd wanna... rather go to this one because it's 10 minutes from home. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> You're local. See, um, there's one coming up in October called UUCon, and that's like five minutes from my house. Oh, so there I'm you gonna go. Be like, yes. That's yes. the hard part. That's the one I have to miss, and a lot of the voice actors want me to go to that one, too, because I'll be in Oklahoma competing for Miss International Gay Rodeo. I'll oh, be... you have to do that. I'm actually, I'm the current Miss Arizona Gay Rodeo. I'm the very first ever transgender drag queen to win the title. Go you. That's so amazing. So it took a lot Good of fighting and a lot of red tape, but now I have to go, now I have to go to nationals to prove that, you know what, just because I can, I'm going to do Go it. as far as you can with that. That's great. And if great. I don't win, that means the next queen just did better than me, you know? Yeah, there'll, there'll be another one. I know they're they're starting to wind up and wrap up the hall here. I'm starting to see security oh. get in the eyeball to kind of start walking Oh, yeah, kind of wrap up here. for the day. Yeah. I'm sure you'd love to go and take and you know hang out with your husband and everything after a long, busy day. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and it's his birthday month, so I spoil oh, him. Oh, it's run. my birthday month, too. Oh, well, gosh, the 27th. happy birthday. He's the 16th. Nice. Well, happy birthday to your husband. Yes, <laughs> Dan the man. Um, he's actually very 
very involved in my career. He does a lot of, he does all my technical um, engineering as far as like auditions and he works on my website for me. We're a team and then I just spoil him with smoothies and anytime he needs a voice for his radio spots at his radio job, mm -hmm. then I'm there for him. So My wife does well. all the technical stuff. I just sit there and do the stuff on Twitch and put my voice out there. She does the it. she does the modding, she does all the, the audio tech and everything. I, See, I tried so, to fix it once and I made it worse and she yelled at me. Well, <laughs> that's why we just we, we find out what we're best at and we delegate the other things and then you just kind of balance it out. Exactly. It so before we call it for a day. Um, is there anything you wanted to put out there, like a, a fun message or anything out there to your fans who might be listening, you know, oh. anything positive, anything like that? Oh, yes, nothing but positivity. Um, yeah, just, man, there's just light over dark. I say light over dark, and I don't mean that, like, literally. I just mean that there's ups and downs, and there's things that happen in your life that you're supposed to learn from, and sometimes it's quick, and sometimes it takes months and years, and um, I'm just here to support you know, support you guys, and I just appreciate all the love and attention and the feedback I'm getting from you guys because it's helped me through my own uh, trials and tribulations of life. And um, just to hang in there and um, just keep following your dreams and your passions. I know it sounds cliche, but you know, <laughs> find a way to find a way to stay resilient and That's find the good and um, focus on. It's like you've got a you've got a wolf, the bad wolf, and the, and the good wolf, and you feed you feed the one that you know you really want to have prevalence in your life and hopefully that's the good wolf and keep doing good things even when it's difficult see that's awesome. our event for t or for tomorrow is We're passion for podcasting yeah <laughs> oh yeah but it is wonderful getting to know you it, i'm so glad i finally got to sit down and talk to you for more than just a couple minutes at your booth because thanks for inviting me this huge is fan great for years and like this is the coolest way i've gotten to meet the voice actors because like we get to actually have an intimate one-on-one -on -one. so thank you so much that's for the giving best us a part of minutes. this isn't it i mean i love the fans and i love the the cosplay and i love all of the the hype and the fun but i love sitting down and really talking to people and hearing about their lives and behind the scenes and what they do and and this is this is why we're here this is we're making some magic here yeah. all right well thank you so <laughs> much again fair. stephanie it's been wonderful talking to you and uh keep keep an eye out listeners because we more episodes coming out in the next day or so we'll hopefully yeah. see you guys tomorrow for the final day of saboten fun yeah and if you need anything from me it's just www.stephaninadalny.com now <laughs> it's time for some food then it's time for training <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Preach it to the choir. This queen is hungry. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes, thanks so much for having me, guys. Nope. Thank you Keep so doing much, Stephanie. Hello, Sabotin Con 2023. We are here at day three again. I am joined by my good friend, Corgi Cosplay, a.k.a. Nicole. Hi. And we're getting to sit down with an incredible voice actor who you all know and love. He's done some incredible voices such as Crocodile, uh, All for One, and so many other amazing voices. The one and only, the John Swayze. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great, great to sit down with you, man. We're both huge fans of your work. You're such a great guy. We've gotten to talk to you over the last couple of days. How are you enjoying your con so far? Um, so Sabaton Con, uh, I reached out to Greg, who runs the show earlier this year. And I was like, hey, man, it's been a moment. Uh, by the way, for those of you uh, listening at home, you can't see this. I'm now seeing a Star Wars guy. And I was just talking about this. That's what I love about anime cons is you can see anime cosplay, but the worlds have collided. So you'll also see Spider-Man and Batman and Star Wars. And when I was telling this person, I was like, actually, I haven't seen any Star Wars. And I just did. So uh, <laughs> thanks to your show, uh, you've saved it and it's all good. What's but, even uh, better is that's our security that just walked by. Oh, yeah. That's well, our con security. <laughs> Stormtrooper, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotta, have, gotta have the uh, but, 501st in the house. But I, uh, I did Sabaton Con in 2013. 
It has been oh, 10 wow. years since I've oh. been back. Oh, wow. So this is so a big ten milestone. Years. I yeah. was back. super stoked. Um, I love it here. I had no idea it was as big as it is. There's, well, I, mean, I was somebody saying said 10 years, yeah. 30,000 people. We're, we're oh. getting up there with numbers. I mean, we're starting to be able to compete with, like, ALA and all them. Yeah. I mean, this is huge. Yeah. Numerous hotels. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, this is the real deal. And what I love about it, it's a great show. It's got a great staff. Oh, Everybody, yes. and, you know, it's very hard, but they're doing it to be a big show, but still have a... Like a that small show. Yeah. Deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you can do an, get into a big show, and it's just... It's very corporate feeling. Very corporate feeling, yeah. And that's very not much this a, at all. This it, is, you know, they took us, they had a private dinner for us last night. Yep. We had we one ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had one for Creator's Corner. It was really nice. I, I got to have a, a real steak and an actually really nice Bloody Mary that I looked the pay, pay, at the check. I love as a it good went. Bloody Mary. If the one at the restaurant? If it extra spicy. I haven't had that one here, but oh, I do love a good so Bloody Mary, and the, I like spicy. So. The best oh. way to order it is add it extra spicy with a twist of extra lime. Okay. That is the best way <laughs> they make like it here. Less. I know what I'm doing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Scrambled eggs, Bloody Mary, maybe some huevos on cheddar on the side. We'll call it good. <laughs> I was doing a con one time in Minneapolis, and I went to breakfast, and I ordered uh, a Bloody Mary. And I'm not kidding you. It was like in a glass like this, a pint glass. Uh-huh. And it had a pickle. What? A boiled egg. What? Bacon. Uh, olive. What? <sighs> tomato. I mean, it was the garnish was like. Why are you drinking a breakfast? salad? Why did I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was too much. I mean, it was like this is like ridiculous. it's you one thing. I mean? Like you know, if it's like you know, a piece of bacon might what, be a good thing because. What, what's wrong with the celery stalk? Yeah. <laughs> Give me my celery. <laughs> celery stalk yeah. Is what we used to do. What's wrong with that? See, and a I'm little f- celery salt, little Tabasco. <laughs> yeah. Little I'm good to go. It doesn't need to be a thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. In there. Yeah. Peter Rabbit jumps out. I am drinking my alcohol. I don't want to drink my vegetables. Yeah. See, I'm from New Mexico, and we're spoiled. We get fresh hatch green chilies put in ours instead of the celery stock, oh, no, so we get the extra hot that spice. If you like ever get a chance to go to an Albuquerque convention, go to a small little town, uh, little uh, Mexican place called Sadie's. They have the best Mexican Bloody Mary you will ever find. Well, I wish I would have known that. I did just do a show in Albuquerque. Oh, which about one? Two months ago. Uh, something city. Duke City Comic Con? Duke City, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Um, I actually have a couple of friends who uh, they actually judge the cosmic contest out there. Oh, cool. cool so you, yeah. they were probably in the same area as you as the guest yeah, area. It was, a, it was a fun show. Good show. Yeah, it's a, it's a smaller con compared to some of the ones out there, but it's still a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Yeah, um, was a good show. So I, I'm curious. Like, you've voiced some really cool villains, some really cool good guys, a little bit of in-between. Is there one character in particular that has stuck out to you as, like, the most interesting or the one that just gives you the most fun to voice in general? Well, I voice a lot of bad guys, and I voice a lot of dads. And a lot of times, they're the same guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it is like anime. I don't or anything, but... but uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've gotten to... Uh, vo- and I've voiced some good guys. I mean, like, uh, one of my favorites is Kumatetsu from a movie I did called The Boy and the Beast. Oh, I oh, love that movie. And, and I, I, I adore that movie. Um, it's that my was so much favorites. fun. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you a little story about it. Um, I'm going to do this in my panel uh, tonight. but If we didn't have a panel at the same time, we'd go to I, Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> so now we get this exclusive. Likewise, yeah. Likewise. You, get this. you heard my, it here first, folks. My son, um, he was 15 at the time, and I walked into his room, and I, he was on his phone, and I said, what are you doing? He's like, watching a video. And of course, as a father, I'm like, 
What kind of video? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for that do I need to? Yeah. Boy. Do I yeah. need to leave the room? <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching some anime. Again? Do I need to leave Again, the room? Again? What kind of anime? <laughs> <laughs> but he goes. I watched Soul Eater, and I said, oh. I said, well, you know, your old man plays Lord Death, and he goes. Yeah, I'm watching the Japanese version. Oh! I was like, get out. <laughs> get he out goes, of my house right He goes, now. this is my room. And I said, no, get out of my house. <laughs> How dare you? Oh so anyway, God. conversely, conversely, we're at the movie theater to go see the screening. Uh, it had a very uh, limited theatrical release for uh, The Boy and the Beast. And uh, I took my family, and we're sitting in there. There's about 20, 30 people in the crowd. And it was, nice, you know, respectable. And uh, we finished the movie. Everybody gets up. We're all walking out of the doors together. Everyone's laughing and crying. And, oh, what a great movie it was, because it is a really good movie. It's yeah. so good. And um, my youngest daughter, Tara, who was about 10 at the time, is holding my hand. And she looks up to me, and she goes, Daddy, you were awesome as the voice of the beast. Aww. And, of course, everybody in the crowd hears that, and they're like, what? You're, you're John Swayze? Stop. You're the voice of the beast? So they start flipping out and, they, and all this stuff. And I just looked at my son. I was like, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm giving him the, you see, this is how it's done look. <laughs> Your dad is famous. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Don't watch the Japanese version. Watch my version. <laughs> See, what I find funny is that my little brother's first ever cosplay was, uh, he was like eight years old. He made his own Death the Kid outfit. Oh, yeah? And he nice. couldn't go alone because he was too young to go to the con. So I dressed up as Lord Death. And I didn't realize he had put a squeaky toy on the bottom of the hand that I had. So, so every time were... I bonked him, it squeaked. <laughs> we had to stop because a dog heard it and actually took the glove and ran. <laughs> How funny. And it was a con that um, Todd Habercorn was actually at. And... Todd saw this, walks by and goes, ha, see, Dad, you're not so cool after all. I'm like, you're lucky John's not here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. God. No, it's just, you've, you've voiced a lot of memorable characters. I, like. I, I will tell you, I've had the joy and privilege of, uh, I've been doing this about 27 years, and I, I've just, I really, you know, when I first started, I didn't know what anime was. I was like, you know, why does everybody have blue spiky hair? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But it was another gig for me. And I was just talking with Michelle Ruff about this. Mm -hmm. uh, we were having dinner tonight. And um, I said, you know, back in the day, anime was so niche. You, we didn't know what it was. So we just did. It was just work for us. Yeah. You know, nowadays you get, um, and there's a lot of great new talent coming up. I'm not oh, trying yes. to disparage that. But you get a lot of people that are trying to get into this business stuff because they want to be famous they want to yes. be i want to be an anime voice actor they want to be all of us uh myself michelle monica real lucy christian chris sabbat i mean all of these guys we all started we're just actors yes you know we didn't set out to be anime anything we didn't even know what it was and we're just very grateful i know all of us are we're all very grateful and humbled at the fact of what it's become but it's you know, we came at it from a different perspective than the people that are coming at it now. Yes. The people that are going, oh, I'm going to be so... I mean, I, I, I get actors, for instance, I'll give you a little example. If I hire Lucy Christian, who's one of the best voice actors out there. Absolutely. She'll walk in. I'll give her about a five-minute description of what's going on. We're ready to rock and roll. 
She hasn't seen the show. She doesn't know anything about the show. But she knows that kind of character. She knows that trope. She knows how it's supposed to be played. Yes. She knows how it's going to sound. Yep. You get actors that come in that are really young. And again, there's nothing, it's not, it's, this is not a criticism. But they'd be like, oh, yeah, I watched the first four episodes last night. Oh, great. <laughs> you probably know more than me, the director. You like, know? Cool. You <laughs> wow, some okay, great. So you're good to go then. And they, I mean, good on them. They've done their homework. They've done their due diligence. They, they go but, back and but, the Japanese but we never out. did that because it was never required of us. And we just yeah. learned kind of how to do it. And now we just know how to do it. Uh, no actor that I know ever phones it in. But the older actors that I know have been doing this so long. We know how to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We know what we're doing. It's not like, oh, I've. I've never seen a grumpy old man before. How yeah. do I do that? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, so it's, it's just, a, it's really interesting. And, and as a director, um, it, it's an interesting thing for me because I'm, I have to, I experience both types of actors. I, I experience, you know, ones that are really old and experienced, ones that are mediocre, ones that are brand new, and then ones that are really new mm-hmm. that really don't know what they're doing. Oh, that would be me. <laughs> and uh, and, and just, you know, boat. having to go, okay, well, let me just walk you through this, and, you know, we'll get through it. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun process. It's a fascinating business. And it's I, I, the most surprising thing of all, and I know I'm jumping around here. Oh, no, you're good. The most surprising we're all thing very ADHD here. Yeah. I... I would have never, ever, if you would have said, I started doing anime in 1997. If you would have said to me, this is where you're going to be in 27 years, I would have said, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? No. I mean, now I direct at Sentai Filmworks. I act at Sentai and Funimation and then some companies out in L.A., and I go to conventions. Anime is my career. Yes. And it mm-hmm. was, I never, ever set out for it to be that. It just it ended happened. up being that. Yeah. Well, it and, just worked out that way. Yeah. And like when we were kids, and you know, I'm not going to tell you how old I was when you started, but I was definitely pre 10 years old. Um, <laughs> I'm turning 32 in two weeks. Well, that's so. fine. No, no. That's, <laughs> and let me, let me just tell you real quick that's, that, you know, that's one of the, one of the fun things that I love about conventions is, is meeting the fans and you know, you'll meet fans that walk up and go, I love you in black Butler. Uh, and they're, they're maybe 22 Wait, years old. Who did he voice? Who did I'm he... Undertaker in black Butler. Oh yes. He, he he voices... We looked at the posters and I was like, Oh my God, Hi, I love this poster looked, with Seattle. Oh my I God. I looked at you and I said, Hey, look, it's the coffin daddy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but, but what I get people to come up and go and just go like, I love you so much as that. Uh, and then I'll get people that come up and that are in their 30s and 40s and go, I love you so much as that character. And then I'll get people that are in their 30s and 40s with their kids that go, we love you so much as that character. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of like a, oh dear, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's also, but it's like really cool. Whiskey. It's really cool that it's a generational thing and, and you liked it, your kids like it. You know, one of the things that uh, she's not with me this weekend, but my daughter Olivia is a uber gifted actor 
She does anime as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And she was at a convention in Minneapolis this weekend. Um, but she, you know, it's sometimes conventions will have us both because yeah. they want to see the dynamic of father-daughter, father, yeah, you know, two the generations. Yeah, the father-daughter duo, yeah, see the, and just, the riff off each other, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, I've directed her, but it's like I'm doing this, she does this, you know. It, it's a very cool thing, and I'm, I'm very proud of her for it, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, again, not that, and she has no, like, I'm going to be an anime voice actor. It's not that. She's like, I'm going to be an actor. Yes. Anime is going to be a, a component of that. Yes. But stage will, uh, mm -hmm. film. Okay, so she wants to go into all branches then oh, yeah. of and acting. She really, she really loves stage. Oh, See, that's amazing. And, like, at that's least in, in my case, I want to go into voiceover because physically I have a lot of disabilities that prevent me from doing, like, stage acting and regular acting anymore because... I can't stand for X amount of time because I have, you know, all these problems going on. So for me, voiceover is the is the better option. And I did musical theater for years as a kid, but all those years of falling off stage, having all the mishaps caught up with me out finally at 30, all the check engine light came on. I can't turn it off. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, there's no question uh, that, I mean, voice acting, uh, you know, it's something that you can do a lot longer than you can do you know other stuff and those yeah. who are differently able to have a chance at it as well you know like yeah. it's you're, it's not just a case of oh you have to stand in front of this microphone at all times it's like oh you need to sit down okay here's a stool read these lines blah 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 you're good to go um so one thing i love to ask all these voice actors sure. and i know nicole loves hearing these answers is is there a story you've been told by one of your fans like a, a moment of you know they tell you the story, and this is how you know you're doing the right thing. This is where you want your career to be, and this is how so, you know you're where you. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I, I don't want to um, bring it down or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this is it's very real, um, and it is what it is. Uh, you know, as voice actors, when they come up and they go, "I, I love your work so much," and they want to take a picture, and they stand next to you, and they're shaking, and all this. And, and as voice Aww. actors, we're just like, guys, it's, come on, man. I'm just another person. I'm just. <laughs> yes. But I have also learned that if there's a fan who loves what you've done, who has had some sort of impact or there's been an impact on their lives in some way, it is not my place to rob them of any joy whatsoever. That's not fair. Yes. And and you can be as humble as you want and as, you know, that's fine. And that makes you more real. But don't ever steal their joy of going, dude, get over it. I'm just an actor. It's no big deal. Yeah. No, to that person, it is a big deal. And I had a I had a experience at Anime Central in Chicago. This is years and years ago. And uh, there was a woman there that worked for the show, and her son, she was like, you've got to meet my son. <laughs> he, go, he actually calls himself Gendo. And for those of you who don't know, I play Gendo in Evangelion, who's a, a tyrannical father, He's evil dude. Father but, of the year, totally. Yeah, father of the year. <laughs> father knows best, you know. And, oh, my God. Not. Um, and I said, okay, I, I'd love to meet him. And she said, but you have to understand, he actually calls himself Gendo. And he looks like the character. He's grown the beard. Oh. He, wears the out, he wears the cosplay every day. 
But his story was this. He said, it is so nice to meet you. Um, I just want to tell you, you literally saved my life. I was suicidal. I was in the hospital for cutting myself. And I didn't know how it was going to, I didn't want to live. And somebody came in and showed me this anime. And for whatever reason, I identified with Gendo. Which is odd because he's a shit. You know, he's, a, he's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's very terrible. But, she goes, but he garbage. said, he goes, he goes you, I, I identified with them. And I just thought, you know, there's a, he is driving with a purpose. You can agree with it or not agree with it. Uh, he has a purpose-driven life. It may not be in agreement with all things good and right. But he believes what he is doing is the way to go, right? And it just gave this guy a new lease on life. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's very difficult and, and humbling for me to say, I saved this guy's life. I didn't. <laughs> what saved him was this character and the performance that I gave. And, again, I will never say, ah, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. No. If it did something good, I am honored beyond belief, beyond the pale of like, if that had an effect on you like that, brother, I'm so glad I could be a part of that and be have some small say in it. You know, I, I, I just don't know what else to say, but mm. that was, that was probably the most profound thing that ever happened to me. I mean, I've had people to come up and say, you know, you changed my life. You're the voice of my childhood. And those are all very valid things to yes. say. But for, to have that guy say this was like, I was just like. Had a big, oh, yeah, big impact. Like Huge impact. Yeah. It makes you realize that you're not just a voice in a microphone. You're actually reaching out to people even if you don't realize and it. And you, you do. And you don't know how people react to stuff. I mean, yes. we all, pardon me, we all, um, oh, I got to take off here. Yeah, so yeah. we got a panel gonna, soon. We'll wrap it up <laughs> we, all, we all have moments where we touch somebody's soul in a way that we may never know. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to be told and get to know this. And so I've, I've never, and that, that was actually the moment for me when I said, I, I realized, look, when somebody says, oh my gosh, you've changed my life, blah, 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 you know, whatever, don't ever ever steal their joy yeah let them mm -hmm. have that well moment. and they they may not even be telling the whole story but they may have a similar similar situation but all they feel comfortable with telling you right is that you changed their life right and that's just what they feel comfortable with saying right. that's all they want to do yeah yeah and so, they don't want to give you the whole backstory of yeah. why and it's so like you know because later it's, on right we're about to do a mental health panel and you yeah. know one of the things we're going to say in there is you don't know what anybody else is going well, on feel free to share the story i mean that's, yeah i'm gonna tell you it is it's powerful stuff uh, and that's one of the things that, you know, I think one of the reasons anime has become so yeah. prolific is, well, for one thing, during the pandemic, we can only watch so much Tiger King. But the other thing I think truly is, it's like, you know, it deals with things that kids deal with. Yes. And, and they can relate to it. And I will leave you with this one no. One of the things that I absolutely adore 
about anime conventions and the, and the community involved. I'm a big deadhead. I love the Grateful Dead. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody else who gets it. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I will show you mine, but I can't, it's not it's the okay. place that I can it's show. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but I, one of the things about The Grateful Dead is that every time you would go to a show, and I went to many shows, every time you would go to a show, everybody is there for the same reason, to have a good time, to love each other, and lift each other up. And that same vibe is at an anime convention. Absolutely. And I yes. will tell you this. Not at a Comic-Con so much. No. But at an anime convention. Yes. Mm-hmm. At anime conventions, you feel this. Guys, we're all here together. We love each other. I don't care if you're LGBTQ. I don't care if you're on the spectrum. I don't care what you are. I am here to love you and lift you up and support you. And yeah. that kind of thing is amazing. And frankly, the world could take a freaking lesson on how to get along yes. from an anime convention. <laughs> from, from your lips yes. to the powers of bees ears. I'm telling you, the it's universe, the truth. take this now, please. It's the truth. It's Whether just, it's, it's like, just, stores, it's not hard, it guys. Just love each other. Yeah. And that's what you get in an anime convention. And that's one of the reasons I love coming here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love doing shows like this with you guys. Yeah. Because y'all are, y'all are spreading this and propagating absolutely. this. Absolutely. And, and this. this means a lot to me because, you know, going making this very short because I know you have to be somewhere um, for me that that character that really connected me was actually Crocodile of all people because I discovered One Piece at a very dark point in my life and for some reason seeing Luffy kick the ever living crap out of him and hearing your voice as the character that made me realize okay I need to find a group of friends like that was what snapped me out of that as a kid so like cool. hearing that other people shared that same story is mm-hmm. so amazing but um, I know you have to fly. Thank you so much for giving us yeah, your time. Yeah, we have our panel too, so we yeah. all, we all we gotta go. To book it as well. So. <laughs> well, guys, thank you all so much for yes, squeezing me. So this has been a joy. And let's do it again sometime. We maybe oh, have a little heck, more time yes. to chat. Next con you're on, yeah. I'll buy you a Bloody Mary. It'll be great. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like. So after all the panels, we're meeting up. <laughs> I mean, the bar is right downstairs. Just saying. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Well, well, you have a wonderful panel's over at nine thirty. Yeah. So absolutely, see you there. That's about the time. So we'll see you at the bar. All right, guys. Cheers. Have a great evening. We'll see you later, Sabo. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.